Hello, welcome to the Jerry Academy podcast with your host, geriatrician, Dr. Golnir Sharif Saleh, providing you with information on aging-related topics. Learn more at geriacademy.com and follow me on social media. Hello, welcome to episode number 14, where I will talk about the different treatments that are available in the market for dementia treatment. And if you haven't listened already, please listen to the podcast episode, Different Types of Dementia, which may be beneficial before you listen to this one. But the other podcast episodes that I have recorded are When Memory Changes Are Abnormal, What a Geriatric Clinic Evaluation Looks Like, and today if I can talk a little bit about the treatment options that are available, I think it will go very well with our last podcast episode. So patients with mild dementia can actually have something we call cognitive rehab. This is non-pharmacologic. Usually a trained speech therapist performs this type of therapy. And they really help the patient make connections. There's also some data on how exercise, like cardiovascular exercise, can help with dementia treatment. Now, like I said, please listen to my podcast episode or read the blog post on different types of dementia. It will kind of help you understand a little bit more when I'm what I'm about to say. So patients who have vascular dementia, although the medications that are offered for dementia treatment are valuable for them, they may also benefit from addressing the vascular complications. For example, their heart doctor, cardiologist, or primary care provider may recommend cholesterol medications, blood pressure lowering medications that will also help control the progression of disease. Now, there are two main classes of medications available to treat dementia. The first class, they're called cholinistrase inhibitors. This class of medications is approved by the FDA to prevent um, or to use for mild to moderate dementia. We're not exactly sure how these medications work, but we think that they may prevent the breakdown of a chemical in the body that helps with memory and thinking. And they may also help with some behavioral symptoms. These types of medications include denepazil, or also called Aricept, rivastigmine, also called Exelon, galantamine, also called Razodyne. The most common side effects people tend to experience is nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, muscle pain, and weight loss. Usually, I start these medications at a lower dose, and that way patients tolerate it as we titrate up to the best known dose. Occasionally with high doses of these medications, patients can also experience low pulse rates. So look out for that if your loved one is starting to experience any dizziness. Occasionally with some of the medications, patients can also include very vivid dreams. And, and there's really a quick fix to this. The medication is just switched to morning time. If a patient is not tolerating these medications via pill form, the uh, rivastigmine is also um, offered in patch form. The second type of medication that we use, it's a big mouthful, N-methyl-D-aspartate antagonist, or NMDA. This medication is called Nemenda or Memantine. We use this medication to help treat with behaviors, but it's FDA approved for moderate to severe dementia and um, helps with progression of symptoms. Usually this medication is used with the cholinesterase inhibitors, so the denepazil, the rivastigmine, and the glantamine. 
Sometimes we may just use this medication on its own if our patients don't tolerate the other. And the most common side effect for this includes headaches, confusion, diarrhea, or constipation. I find that most of my patients tolerate this medication pretty well. So often people who have dementia experience symptoms of not just memory loss, right? They could experience aggression, depressed mood, anxiety, hallucinations, sleeplessness, insomnia. I think I said hallucinations already, but that, that seems to be a big one depending on the type of dementia patients have. Like for example, patients with uh, Alzheimer's type dementia, about 10% of those patients can experience hallucinations versus patients who have Lewy body dementia. More of those patients tend to experience hallucinations. But there are medications that we think about actually taking away when we see patients in our memory clinic because those medications can often cause worsening of dementia-type symptoms. These medications can include things like diphenhydramine or Benadryl, hydroxyzine, Atarax, meclizine or Antivert, which we use for dizziness occasionally, oxybutynine, tolteratine. Fisoteridine, these are medications that we use for overactive bladder. Promethazine or Phenergan, we use this for nausea. Benzodiazepines used um, like Alprazolam, Xanax, Lorazepam, Ativan, and many other medications that we often take away because they make the dementia symptoms worse. And geriatricians, again, we're particularly good at identifying medications that could be worsening the symptoms of dementia. So it may be beneficial to go to a memory clinic where you can be evaluated by a geriatrician to help with making sure that, you know, we're taking away anything that could be causing the symptoms to be worse. Also, doctors that take care of patients who have dementia use medications, and we call these off-label use that are not necessarily FDA-approved to be used to treat dementia, but they really treat those symptoms like I discussed. Antipsychotics are commonly used for hallucinations or aggressive behavior or sleep problems. We try to use behavioral modifications and other methods before using antipsychotics because they do have a black box warning and they can be particularly dangerous. Some antipsychotics are inappropriate and may not help symptoms of certain types of dementia. Again, geriatricians are particularly good with this. Neurologists who treat memory problems are excellent at knowing which antipsychotics to use for which types of dementia. Again, off-label use. Antidepressants are commonly used for depressed mood, anxiety, agitation, and sleep issues, again, off-label. Mood stabilizers are sometimes used, and benzodiazepines are used, but like I said, these can actually make the dementia symptoms worse. A little about something that I use quite often, it's called melatonin. Melatonin um, I use for my patients who tend to have sleep problems, and our body naturally produces melatonin about one milligram equivalent around four hours before we get ready for bedtime. Sometimes older adults produce less melatonin. And so I occasionally will prescribe one to three milligrams of melatonin earlier in the evening, and it tends to help my patients. I don't like using anything more than five milligrams because it can cause vivid dreams and really disturbing 
dreams for patients so it can make the dementia symptoms worse. This is it. I guess this is pretty much the treatment options that we have available in our uh, toolbox to use for dementia and medication form. The other thing that we offer in a memory clinic is a lot of counseling and a lot of behavioral modifications so that loved ones and patients can can change things around with their behaviors, their habits that can help with the dementia symptoms. And I think non-pharmacologic treatments uh, for symptoms that are, you know, when we talk about hallucinations or aggressions or violent behaviors, I think if we can use non-pharmacologic treatments, the patient will benefit ultimately so much better. There is no... Uh, really medication or non-FDA approved herbal supplements that we have in the marketplace right now that has great benefit. If you have a medication that you find, please discuss with your doctor, your memory specialist before you use the medication and really be cautious. A lot of medications can interact with other disease processes and other medications that you may be using. For example, an antipsychotic could be harmful if you have heart disease. And so make sure that you're discussing these medications or herbal supplements with your doctor. Sometimes if you have liver disease, an herbal supplement may cause more damage to the liver. And sometimes if liver disease gets worse, patients can experience more confusion. A lot more to this. So make sure to talk to your doctor. And always consider a memory um, referral to a memory clinic. I'm particularly lucky because I work with a neurologist. And so when I see a patient in my memory clinic, we generally do the initial workup. If there are any atypical symptoms, then we discuss them with our neurologist and we refer our patients to the neurologist and we co-manage those patients. I hope that this episode was helpful. Please look out for other episodes in the dementia series. And please email me at jerryacademy at gmail.com if you have any questions or reach out to me on my social media page. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jerry Academy podcast. Learn more at jerryacademy.com or follow me on social media for information on future episodes.